Let the games begin. By taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. Chit chat. Yeah, chit chat. Thank you. Conversation must be stimulating. There's still, you need a set of aesthetic guidelines to put it in social perspective. I think. Maybe what we need here is a fresh perspective. Fresh points of view, stimulating conversation. Stop. I thought it would put things in perspective for you. Let's begin. All right. All right. Mikey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. You catch those Bane quotes? <laughs> yeah, I got I got a view friend that in there too. That was uh, really well put together. Was that uh, a custom or is that something we found? Uh, I stole well, – I didn't steal. I guess I stole all those <laughs> audio clips. But I stole the inspiration from Tim Ferriss' uh, intro. I was going to say, it sounded a little familiar. The song was generated by an AI. I don't recall the name of it. I wanted to see how much you could do it. Anyway, so uh, for those of you maybe joining in for the first podcast, uh, we've done a few of these with current members of the Tomorrow People. Um, And so that will kind of be the first hour of this. And then if we get into interesting conversations. We'll just continue going until it kind of stops. So um, I guess I'll start off with the basic question. Uh, Mikey, why'd you uh, join the Tomorrow People? Um, wow, load of question. Didn't think that was coming. Um, tomorrow People. Um, start, actually, I got the invite from Sergey, And um, it was kind of an interesting concept. Him and I had kind of been doing it. Like had weird, you know, very philosophical conversations, um, you know, throughout just FaceTime, stuff like that. And he had talked about doing something like this for quite some time. And um, it was actually really cool the first time. Um, it was kind of a good test or feel out. But I, the real reason I joined it um, and now after being on it for I think that I've done it like four times now, um, it's a real sense of like tribalism and community. I think it's like something everyone's really looking for, regardless if they know it or not. And um it's something I really look forward to. And it's given me, I don't know, it's uh, with all the mundane things and the craziness of uh, COVID, it's given me some sense of like, I don't want to say purpose, but it's given me a lot of direction and kind of um, expanded my perspective on a lot of things. So it's been a lot of fun and um, I'm eager to continue. Love it. Yeah, man. I'm glad you were on board. <clears throat> Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't um I didn't think it was going to be, you know, I didn't really obviously, you know, you didn't really know it was going to be too much either until you did it, but um but you know, I I think I've I've actually found myself not wanting to get off even when I like hop in the shower, I'll like leave my computer on and have you guys talking and I'll come back on and be like, "Hey, what I miss?" <laughs> so, um I think I've hopped on even 6-hour length um tomorrow people conversations and felt like 5 minutes, so it's a lot of fun. Well, you guys went for six hours one night. Jeez. That was last week, yeah. Multiple nights. Yeah, I mean, that was the after hours. <clears throat> yeah, that was the second time we've gone for like six hours. It, it tends to go kind of long. Just sometimes with like sign David. Like I've I remember like back in back when I was living in San Francisco, there were a couple nights where you know in person we just rabbit hole like super deep. Just I think we started our chats at like. I don't know, like five, six in the evening. And then like, we kept talking till probably like three, 4 AM and like, just, just about like all kinds of stuff. And it just felt like we could have kept going if it weren't for, you know, exhaustion kicking in. <laughs> so 
yeah, I think I've, I've mentioned like the movie Mindwalk. It's a really good movie. It's an older movie, but um, yeah, I think there's just something to having, I don't know, just, just letting a conversation flow. Like conversation is, is, is I think it's, it's weird because I feel like, like we, I talk to a lot of people throughout the day, but if, if it's kind of structured and it's kind of like in a meeting format, it doesn't feel very organic. And uh, there's something to like organic conversation that, that I feel like is, is lost and, and kind of missing in, in technology. I think that's why probably podcasts are becoming so popular because they really are just like a recording of, of an organic conversation. Um, I like, yeah, I like right. what you hit on there. I feel like over 70% of my interactions in any given like time period are scripts that I've done before. Like it's a dance, right? Like you go pick up food from somewhere or right. You check out somewhere at the grocery store or you're on like a call with a bunch of other people, you know, like it, it doesn't feel very unique. And I always hated that about whenever I'd meet someone new, they'd be like, where are you from? What do you do? Like, you know, just like the basic questions. And I, I just got so tired of that conversation after a while. Yeah, because it's the same conversation, right? And I guess the hope is that you kind of glean some info or some insight about that person. I mean, the the, the conversations you remember, like the, peop- the people that leave like sort of memorable first impressions are the ones that I think probably deviate somewhat from from that basic script, right? So it's kind of, they're different. There's, they're, but they're different in a way that kind of, I guess, resonates with, that you vibe with, I guess would be the word I'd use. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of the, the initial criteria for I was like, why, who do I want to invite to these, these first few sessions that we're the, the meetings of the minds. And, uh, you know, Mikey, I mean, like you were, you were like, you know, I met you at like Peter's bachelor party and I think we vibed like pretty quickly and kind of the same way, like Peter and I vibe, but it, it was different. Right. And so like every, every person in, in this group has been, it's just, I vibe with them on like on a different level and it's cool to kind of see how they all interact. Um, in, in some of these, like these, these like bigger meetings. So, yeah. 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 No, I definitely agree. Um, I definitely agree with the whole song and dance that both you and my cousin put on. I agree. There's a lot of guys went to the grocery store today and I same old thing. And, and, um, you know, everybody's going to come work out here in about an hour. We're going to go through the same old motion, but I do agree that actually, um, there's something there with working out with a partner. I think there's something similar to having that kind of organic conversation, right? You kind of hear a little bit about what's going on in their life, regardless if it's good or bad, but it's something new and refreshing, I think a little bit, and you kind of get that face to face. Um, they, they, I think a lot of people have been missing. Um, that's just different than the normal dance. Um, but actually, Sergey, I don't think I told you this. I, I told you a little bit about it, but, um, you've actually inspired me to, um, invite a few people onto yours and also start a little something of my own with, uh, some people who have kind of, it sounds like kind of a collective of those who have left aerial canvas and, um, we're kind of, uh, kind of all conjuring up something together to kind of make a bit of a fruitful business and, um, kind of see where we can help each other in certain areas. And like I told you about my buddy Hunter went to Chapman, he's going to help me out with some connections with, um, motif and stuff like that. So you, um, by starting tomorrow, people has inspired me to kind of get people together and collectively set these meetings up and, and follow suit. So, um, you're inspiring others. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, and I think we, we've talked about like Peter and I've talked about like expanding and, and sort of what that would look like. And 
you know, cause obviously there's, you know, the bigger the group, the less it you can have like real conversations, right? If it's like more than five, six people, it starts to, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of listening. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's one option for like everyone, everyone in this core group basically then just goes and starts another group and now you're just part of two. Right. And then, then everyone in that one goes and starts a different one. So you just, everyone's kind of part of two groups, but they're all connected through <clears throat> some kind of overlap or something, you know? Um, yeah. Again, it's just, it's thinking about how to use technology in a way that, that actually connects us rather than, um, you know, it's like, you'd think like 140 character tweets would, would connect us. Like maybe, you know, maybe that was like the, uh, the wrong assumption to make when, when people or like people didn't, you know, they couldn't have anticipated how, how toxic it would have gotten. I don't think that's the original design, but I feel like now it's just, it's, there's so much just hate and anger. Every, every time I imagine like a type of interaction online, sometimes I try to think of it in a real world scenario. Right. So like <laughs> somebody would say their tweet, right. And then you get like a fury of replies within a small period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. But that person would maybe never tweet back <laughs> mm-hmm. or whatnot. Like I, I just try to imagine people actually engaging. I always like our, uh, when I used to be on the dating apps, you know, I, like you, you try your best to have like a linear conversation but if there's like a day gap, you know, I just imagine like meeting somebody saying hi and them saying hi. And then you're saying like, you know, uh, what's going on or whatever. That's a bad example because it's super boring. But and then like they would just stand there for a day, you know, <laughs> not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's super weird. Like, yeah. you know, um, it's. It's funny, right? I mean, because like you think about like what a tweet is. It's like you're you're shouting this like this short sentence that's kind of like inflammatory or like polarizing into like a big crowd, um, mm-hmm. and you know that crowd's like yeah, either, it's- but it's like either really like it's like you're going to like another crowd, right? Like finding some posts that you like, you know, someone you disagree with really strongly. Retweet. <laughs> yeah, or like you're retweeting to like your own people who's like who like really already strongly agree with you. So it's like like everyone's like cheering, like upvoting, kind of like or just giving you like a big thumbs up. But everyone's just you know, it's like mobs are weird, right? It's it's not again a conversation like three people. It's it's it, it'd be weird if things got heated. Like why why would you hang out with that those those couple people then, right? It's, it's honestly amazing. Groups are able to grow to the sizes that they've they've been able to grow to. And still have like cohesion, if you think about it. Like the size of know. nations. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I just saw a protest going on down the street, and there had to be like forty people there, and they were all trying to shout the same message, you know. But it wasn't super clear. And like, how did they all decide on that message, right? And like, I don't know. It's just, it's wild. I think that you can have groups that are, you know. Hundreds of thousands of people. Um, Where is it? Uh, downtown Edina. Wow. What were their protests? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't hear them. <laughs> their <laughs> message was not unified. So, <clears throat> um, But kind of playing off that, like, um, Mikey, what would you say is like the best organization or group you've ever been a part of? Because um, we're kind of trying to you know, understand why people join the tomorrow group, what they 
like to see moving forward and maybe what, what they'd like to be a part of. So, um, uh, aside from our family, um, I would say probably my collegiate hockey team. It gave me this, um, kind of, honestly, this undeserving sense of, um, just ego and a bit of an entitlement. Cause you know, we came from a diner where there's a lot of, um, it's like hockey is a big thing. And then I didn't really get, uh, terribly too skilled. And then I got pretty, I got a lot better in college. And then, um, when I played on the team, it was, um, it was just, it was really just kind of like, I felt like I'd belonged to something that I'd kind of always wanted to do more so in high school. And I felt like I was actually skilled enough cause Edina just has a lot of really freaking good hockey players. And so then I, I kind of became this, um, this person I feel like I've always wanted to be. And, and it was, um, I didn't, I didn't really know it in the time, but it was some of the best years that I think looking back, um, for, for certain reasons, I won't necessarily share. Um, but yeah, there's some really money, like, um, like scoring an overtime goal, um, against, um, Iowa state was pretty big. That was a really fun one. Um, and just the overall, just like tribalism you get with going out with like 20 guys, um, all the time, you're never alone. There's kind of always some form of like tribalism there. Um, and it's, it's always just kind of, um, a big, it's almost like a big support group, regardless if you know it or not, the, the meals, the trips, uh, the locker rooms, um, all that stuff that you kind of take for granted, right. That that's song and dance that we're all doing now. Um, but looking back, some of the best years of my life, absolutely. Hands down. Would you say, cause it's like, I, I think I'm getting the vibe, but it's like a core group of people. You're all doing the same thing together and like you have a, a common goal yeah. right, that you're working towards. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But, kind of like a unified. <laughs> yeah. It was just, well, it's just, yeah. And then. The other thing too is you see you see guys get hurt you know on the ice and they like you know they they lay down for a puck you know for your goalie or something like that or you see a guy like take a take a puck to the teeth or something like that and you're like oh my gosh like and he just you know puts a little uh, novocaine in there and jumps right back on the ice and you know next shift and it's just that's inspiring and you see all these guys going out for the same goal of just to win and um, they're sacrificing you know their themselves mentally physically emotionally um and you get to know these guys and i'm I'm like really good friends with them all, like a lot of them to this day and um i think it's just some of those relationships that I'll, I'll never ever forget and um that'll change my life forever um all around 100 so if you like if are you looking for kind of like the same type of thing in a group in the future and then like how because because i love i love that idea of a core group of people that are just like super close, spend a lot of time together and like pursue the same things and have that camaraderie. Um, you know, and that self-sacrifice is huge too. Cause you know, like everybody's giving their all for that goal. Um, I don't, I don't know if the tomorrow people is exactly that, but it, it could be. So I guess like if you had to make a collegiate type hockey uh, team or environment like outside of college, modern day, mm-hmm. you know, how, any ideas on how you go about it? Um, well, ironically enough, there's actually a few groups that I'm already kind of part of before COVID hit on Monday nights. There'd be hockey leagues at, um, you know, Blake, um, a few other leagues, but that isn't really like the camaraderie that doesn't even hold a light to kind of what I was talking about. Um, but as far as recreating and like kind of how tomorrow people would fit into something like that, um, 
I don't think anything will ever be as um, what's the word? Um, I guess that that was such a unique experience for me, and it was such a you know you're traveling with them. I mean, I mean, I guess it's you know, I guess you could find the parallels in, in Toronto people, but um, the way I put it is that I think Toronto people is going to be um, like more learning from different perspectives and having a mutual goal of like having each other as kind of a support system, I think will be the biggest mutual part of that um, between that and, and my um, hockey career. But I would say the other piece that I, I really do like um, with the tomorrow people and stuff like that is that I get to not only learn from different perspectives and stuff like that, but um, I just get to be a fly on the wall and just listen to everyone's different uh, opinions and exposures to things. And then the rabbit holes we go down um, I think last week was what knowledge versus belief. Um, and six hours later, we're talking about, you know, Korean video games with Psy. And, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy the stuff you learn and, and where you just go with it. Whereas I feel it's a little bit limited with um, kind of when I was playing um, college hockey where it's, you know, you talk about a lot of masking things, working out, um, you know, talking to a lot of girls, um, scoring a lot of goals. It's, it's kind of very like narrow focus where I feel like there's a much more of a broad range of things that I could learn from and expand into with the tomorrow people. But as far as creating something of that similar nature, I don't even think it would be fair to even try and do that um, because I, I just don't think the right elements would be in place. Well, what if, I, I agree with you, and I think that's the way that it's currently going now. But um, like Sergey was saying, uh, you know, after COVID, the idea is to put together, uh, you know, have people split up from the main group and start groups where people can see each other face to face. And so then that would take another aspect of it. May not go six hours. May, maybe it will. <laughs> um but two, you know, it's like, what type of activities could you do in a small group that would kind of create that, uh, you know, bond? And I, I do agree with you that like most, like anything that everything kind of has to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think the tomorrow people is still in search of its purpose. Right. Um, so, um, I think the, um, I think the closest thing I could get to as far as once, you know, COVID's all over, um, I'm kind of already even doing it now. I'm breaking the rules by having people come to my home gym, which is technically illegal, but, um, I think it would be for me, um, as you know, working out, um, a huge part of my life and it's almost like a sense of therapy now. It's not even for the physicality of it really so much. Um, but I think the closest thing I could get to would be working out or some form of like mutual goal of, um, maybe not for me, but, um, maybe like running a marathon. If people are trained for a marathon, if we were trained for like Robert used to train for CrossFit, uh, our cousin Robert, um, used to train for, um, CrossFit meets and stuff like that. So I think the thing with me personally would be, um, getting a group of guys together, um, playing hockey once or three times a week. Um, there's a few tournaments, um, out there. It's like the USA pond hockey tournament. That's on like Nokomis every year. Um, shout out to the mighty D's if they're, if they're listening. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I think that would be the closest thing to it as, as far as relating back to, um, the good old days, I like to call them in college, but as far as something new, that would be probably the closest thing I could get to, to feeling that again. Um, but again, like I said, 
that is um I'm, I'm almost like not even wanting to create something so you know identical to that because I, I don't want to tarnish kind of what I had right just you know not cry because it's over smile because it happened type mindset and um mm-hmm. just eager to find you know new tribes and new experiences new mutual goals that don't necessarily have to be as narrow focused and um, I think Sergey and yourself and everyone who's contributed to Tomorrow People has done a phenomenal job of bringing just such unique backgrounds and perspectives that have not only opened my mind, but helped me open my mind into other groups of areas, like I said, and um, really contributed to a lot of creative processes that I didn't even know um, I was you know, curious about. So uh, kudos to both of you for kind of leading the way. Awesome. Yeah, it's great feedback. I mean, all of this is just, it's, I love hearing about all, all this stuff because, you know, obviously I have my perspective, but, um, you know, like hearing from you, hearing from Peter, hearing from, you know, everyone in the groups. Um, it's great. I mean, I think, yeah, purpose is, is for sure, uh, you know, it's a tricky one. It's a profound question, right? Like why, why does something exist? Like what is it, what is it meant to do, right? I mean, if you're on a sports team and I think, yeah, it's interesting that, that that's come up a couple of times, like as though those being organizations that that people have been fond of i mean i think most everyone who's in the group has been a part of a team a sports team at some point or another and and generally has had positive experiences i think from it um but There's i think too, soccer right okay. i did soccer um mainly soccer i also did some swimming and, and some track um but soccer i'd say is yeah the main one and um yeah, I mean it's you know it's the highs and the lows, right? Because sometimes there's good seasons, sometimes there's bad ones. Um, but it's it's you know sharing, I guess, in that struggle for like a common goal. Um, you know, when it's when it's sports, I think one thing that's maybe a little bit easier is that it's you know you're, you're trying to win, and it's it's well defined. You have like certain rules for the game. You know, you show up, you got to win. You know, you got practice, right? But um, you know, there's there's a league, there's a beginning, there's an end for life, it's a little more open-ended. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the challenge I, I at least faced out, out of college is like having, you know, a, a sort of structure or feedback mechanism, right. If you're like, you know, in college, at least you, you get a grade, right. Or, or in high school in school, you get a grade, right. Giving life, it's, yourself it's purpose. What's that? Mm-hmm. Giving yourself purpose. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it sounds like great in theory, I think, but it, it's also because, you know, because it's liberating, but it's also, it's also non, it's not, not a trivial task, right? Like how do you pick a, a purpose that's, that's worth pursuing? Right. And, um, you know, it, when it's external, like, I guess when you're younger, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's easier to just kind of say, okay, yeah, that's, I just got to play by these rules and I'll get my A and, and kind of whatever. But, um, you know, in life it's, I think it's harder. And I, I, whether or not like people kind of, I guess, acknowledge that question is, is one thing, but I think we all, we all are faced with that on some level. Um, and I think that's, that's, I guess what's, what this kind of group for me is about is like bringing that to light. It's like, what's, what's my purpose, kind of what's my purpose in the context of a larger kind of community of people that, you know, I vibe with or whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe that would be a good exercise. One of these weeks is to, figure out like a, a North star type sentence, you know, you could say we're the tomorrow people and our purpose is X. Um, and then saying, this is our 25 year goal. This is our 10 year goal. This is our five year goal. This is our three year goal, one year goal, three month goal. 
you know that's uh that's my cousin's mindset the 10 step backwards mindset yeah i don't know if it'll work or not that's that's how i think of things but i've applied that actually a couple times cousin it's helped um i've actually been meaning to tell you that um i've applied that a few times it's actually stopped me from going down a few paths because i'm like oh what is this gonna look like in 10 years ah you know okay five years okay Mm, you know um, it's actually helped me get out of uh, a few relationships. It's helped me getting out of uh, a couple of things. So I've, I want to give you some kudos where it's due. Well, hopefully it's not only stopping you. Hopefully it's also. Well, well yeah, it's, 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 so. <laughs> I hope I'm not just denying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's providing me, um, it's probably reminding me um, a more educated barometer, I would say. That's awesome. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, not to mention, I mean, you know, you guys posed the question to me. I'd be curious, you know. Um, Sergey, I'm sure you know, but my cousin is an absolute stud tennis player. Um, he won't, he'll be modest and humble about it, but this kid was, um, you know, easily one of the best in the States, um, had a lot of big competition in his conference, but I mean, kid could have gone multiple, multiple places. I think his heart was in other areas. I mean, you feel free to speak for yourself, but, um, how, what, how did that feel kind of transition out of that going to. You know, it was at Wooster and stuff like that. And kind of what, what did you end up finding after, um, you know, winning state for tennis and stuff like that and having that kind of camaraderie and community for you? Uh, tennis is a little different, you know, because it's more of a solo sport. You can play doubles and then you have a teammate, which is fun. Um, I definitely felt more of like we, we posed the same question to ourselves, I think, on the first podcast, but. Uh, I think I said high school tennis was something I felt really strongly about, but then also like certain camps that I was, uh, I went to as a kid, like, uh, you know, those just had a great sense of community. You had like your cabin and stuff and you do a bunch of activities together. But uh, for like tennis, it's kind of interesting because I think it's, I think I'm really uh, I'm happy so far with the path that I've taken with it. Um, I started playing when I was like six years old. Uh, I was top three in the three state area from like eight to 12 or something like that. So no one, you know, it was me and a couple other kids for like four years uh, who were the best. And so we just all trade off winning various tournaments um, but then I got a little burnt out. It was just every weekend, you know, it was multiple times a week. It was all year. And, uh, yeah, I think it was healthy. I don't know. I just did other stuff for like a year or two. I had still hit and whatnot. It just wasn't as intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got back into it again, but like, I, you know, I think the thing with sports if you are really good at a sport, I think it deprives you of a, in a lot of other areas in life. Um, Cause I, I remember very distinctly, I did a camp out in Florida and it was a really intense camp and um, I was getting evaluated. So they had me go play like one of their younger players. So I think I was uh, 15 or something at the time. And I played against a 12 year old girl and I just got the shit kicked out of me. Like, just, I think I got, like, a game or something out of a set. Was this in Boca Raton? 
Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, the, the particular camp trained like Andy Roddick and the Williams sisters and stuff. So it was, it was a top tier place. I think I remember that. Um, but after going through that and seeing how good everyone was there, I just realized that like, I would, I, I could like compete in that level, but I would never be, uh, the best. And then, you know, thinking about it kind of a couple of years later, even the best from there gets slaughtered internationally. Um, so I, I think sports is tricky uh, if you if you commit your life to it, you know, because you work really hard at being the best and you're only going to be the best for a certain period of time, you know. And most people, like, you know, football, if you grow up playing football or right hockey, it's just like, such a small sliver of people can actually make a living on that. You know, you have to be so good. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that answers your question. Um, no, it, I was, but, it's, good, it's good to hear that perspective from you. Yeah. I, I was kind of a little disillusioned for it. I mean, I love, I love playing today and I, I try to play, you know, pretty frequently, but, um, it's it's not something uh, I'll be world class in, which is a little sad. But I, I at least know that's I don't know <laughs> I know my limit. <clears throat> well, it's interesting that you said it's kind of like you you saw kind of what like the further down the road like what it was going to be like to compete in that, and then you know further internationally how you could it'd be even harder and harder. And you said something about wanting to be the best, right? Um, it's interesting because it's like I don't think any of us are going into the model people to be the best at it, right? Um, and I think that's really interesting that you put it that way. Cause it's like with sports, it is such a like narrow focus. And, um, I never really did think too much about the opportunity cost. I kind of was head down during the whole process. So I'm um, good on you for thinking about that perspective. I think actually you did that. Even you even had that mindset, even at a younger age, I remember, um, your dad telling me a story where you were playing a match and I, I'll never forget this, but you're playing a match. And you were just not having a good time with it. Maybe just, you know, rough match. Maybe you weren't playing your best. But um, I think I, know, I remember the day. I think yeah. it had been like in the high 90s for the last two days. So like Friday, Saturday. This was like the Sunday match. I think I just lost like at the semifinals or something. So I got kicked into like a round robin constellation thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't care. I just, I was just out there. Like, I just, I, I, I wasn't having a good time. <laughs> so once the, um, once the, the grasp of being the best and number one was, was finally out of your reach, you just kind of just all gas, no brakes. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of kids play sports and well, maybe not everybody, but you don't play them to be bad. Um, you know, it's not like you, when you were playing hockey in the college team, you weren't you were playing not to win, uh, right? And you wanted to be the best team, so you're going to try your hardest, and you're you're going to work out, and you're going to run drills because you want to be the best, you know, that you can be. So, yeah, I guess with tennis, it's a little different because it's more in, in you know individualized. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's there's so much of like a psychological aspect to it. Like, uh, you know, perseverance and, and, you know, kind of overcoming those, 
those challenges. Um, but I think, yeah, it gets to a point where, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's like, where, where do you like, what's the saying father time is undefeated. I mean, I think, I think we all, everyone, you know, everyone has to give up the sport, whatever sport they're doing at some point. Um, it's just a question of where, and it's kind of like, I don't want to say arbitrary, um, but you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I, I think, I think if the only value you get out of it is winning, you're, you're missing out on a, on a big piece of, of the whole point of sports. Right. Cause it's, there's, it's so much more than, than just being like, you know, number one, cause only one person can be number one. So like by that definition, you know, what is everyone else wasting their time or are they losers? Like it, it doesn't, that's not, I don't think the point really of sports, right? There's, there's like deeper lessons there. Oh, definitely. And like, I remember my high school coach saying like, you know, there's typically three types of players. Uh, there's people who come out for the shot. There's people who come out for like uh, the strategy. And then there's people who come out to win. And he was just like, just take a minute and think about which one you are. Uh, he asked the whole team that after a loss, I think, um, and I remember I was thinking to myself, like, this was after kind of that whole arc. And I, I, I went out to hit the big shot. I went out to hit, like, the smashing down the line passing shot winner, you know, or, or an ace or something. Like, if I could hit a really nice shot, it was, it was, I, it was a success. Like, I could lose 6-0-6-0, but I, I'd still be, like, happy with myself. You know, it's funny. My brother was telling me something similar, but it was in the context of like Magic the Gathering. So there's Johnny's, Timmy's, and Spikes. <laughs> so they're basically the same thing. But I, I just thought it was funny they all had like names. What What are they? Which ones? Which? I, I think the Johnnies are the ones who are like uh, they like they're the guys who play the game um, and and try like interesting kind of like creative strategies. Uh, the Timmies are the ones who try to like find ways to like completely break the game. And they're like, they'll lose like nine times out of 10, but like they'll, the one time they win, it'll be with some crazy like edge case. They'll just crush it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just be like, like how, like it's just some crazy strategy. And then the spikes, you know, and, and they'll like leave the game happy and the spikes will win nine times out of 10 because they just found like the perfect optimal kind of deck, but they'll leave just grind because- it out. Yeah, basically, but they're going to be pissed that they didn't win the tenth out of ten because you know whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so it's just it's just, but it's like different. It, it's all about like what you value at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that you you uh, took away and kind of segued off the whole winning perspective on, on kind of what we were talking about. So appreciate you bringing it full circle, sir. Yeah, I like that. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess fitness, like that, that's a good segue, I guess, into kind of what I wanted to ask about, which was like fitness and sort of self-improvement. Um, Cause I feel like that's the kind of thing you and I've talked about quite a bit, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess are there any, are there any books you're reading or any, any kind of people you're following currently? I know we've talked a little bit about Jocko or anything, any, any kind of recommendations you got there? Um. <laughs> Well, Jordan Peterson's new book uh, is coming out. So I think everyone knows and is excited about that. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Jordan Peterson wrote The 12 uh, Rules of Life. Um, but, and uh, why, do you, why do you like that? And why do you think people should be excited about it? I've read it and I'm, I'll probably pick up his new book, but just to get your perspective on it. Um, 
I think he's incredibly refreshing. Um, he just brings refreshing kind of crisp um, concepts. And I think something that he does very well that I really respect and that I've been trying to work on myself is that um, he chooses his words very wisely, like very carefully. And you can even watch it in his interviews and kind of how he, his mannerisms and how he kind of thinks. Um, but he doesn't, um, even, even if someone poses a very, um, I think the question was, well, a lot of conservatives, you know, support you in this area. So then, um, I think the, um, the interviewer was actually trying to put him and just kind of compartmentalize him in this group of people. And she goes, well, I read that a lot of conservatives support your work in this area. Therefore you are a, you know, a raging Republican or conservative. He goes, she goes, and that's what I read. And instead of coming at her with a lot of facts and justifying why he isn't, he goes, well, read more. And I was like, wow, that was just straight to the straight to the point. And I was like, that was amazing because I was thinking about what I would say to him or to the interviewer. Um, and so I just, I really respect him in that sense. Obviously there's a, a lot of other reasons um, I won't dive into, but I think there's just a lot of like how he, how he carries himself Um how he does a really good job of listening. Um, and when he does speak, people listen. Um, and I think that's something I'm trying to do a lot more of is um, speak less and just kind of really listen more. Um, being in sales, it's a, it's a kind of a difficult practice um, because you're always kind of on that that chopping block to kind of get the, the process through and get people to sign on the line, which is dotted. But um, that's something I really admire and respect about him. Um but going back into the fitness piece of it, um, I would say um, I'm not reading anything terribly too much about fitness. Um, I've been getting back into my old regiments. Um, I've been taking these. Um, if anyone hasn't tried these yet, um, ZMAs, which is zinc, magnesium, and B6. I take them every night before bed, and I've slept better than I ever have. Um, and I and I don't sleep well, so. Um, that's saying something. And then I've been um, dabbling with, you know, multivitamin krill oil, um, which is more, I guess, like three times more potent fish oil and you don't, you don't refrigerate it. Um, and actually, um, and I swear I do not work for a single creatine. I'm not sponsored by creatine companies. Um, but I would argue that creatine is one of the greatest supplements ever, period. Um, and the reasons why it is it has changed my perspective on Physical fitness, not just from like physicality standpoint, as far as like getting bigger, stronger, looking better, um, but it's opened up like mental pathways for me that I didn't even know that it was doing until I started doing it um, and taking it more consistency consistently and, and being a more regimented like routine of which, you know, cause you know, I've always, you know, battled with keeping a structure and routine and it's actually helped me um, segue from a lot of, you know, poor routines that weren't serving me. Um and I don't, it didn't really happen all over one at once. It was just kind of over um, the consistency of doing it. And I think the, um, the reinforcing factor was it, it, it makes you look just a little bit, it kind of swells your muscles up. I think you said you tried it once and you kind of said you got like a flush with it. You kind of felt like flushed. Um, so they made oh, people- no, I, I did it for like six months. Do you have a brand you like? Um, I don't. Oh, let me grab uh, one sec. Yeah, it's funny because creatine kind of, I've been doing it lately and it, it actually, I feel like it makes me, I have to like AB test this, but I feel like it makes me a little bit nauseous almost. Um, yeah, I don't know. The um, the brand I'm currently taking right now is called GAT, G-A-T. And it's, um, it's just a, um, 
it's just it's a normal creatine nothing really too crazy about it um it's not like a brand name um but the best part about um this one that i really like it's a monohydrate um which is like it's uh it's like a 99 purity uh there's no it's not as, as limited as much process as possible creatine you can find a lot of it in steak naturally um but the brand i'm going to be segueing to is just optimum nutrition everyone should know that or if they don't um, it's a pretty popular brand um, and I've been mixing my creatine with um, uh, branched chain amino acids, some amino energy with electrolytes, and has a little bit of pre-workout in it, not too much. Um, but from someone who is pretty high energy enough, um, when I take pre-workout, it gets the job done pretty well. So uh, it's been definitely serving me very, very well in my life and has helped um, kind of put me on a trajectory of where I want to go and, and uh, definitely been a huge, huge aid for me. Awesome. Yeah. So creatine, ZMAs, and what was the last one? Um, so my morning routine is I take a multivitamin uh, with some krill oil and vitamin D for us um, in the Minnesota winters, eight months. Uh, take about 2,000 IUs of vitamin D. Um, and then at nighttime, I'll take ZMAs, um, a little bit of creatine, and that'll be it. Um, and I try not to, uh, I try to not eat after six or 7 PM, but it's pretty hard. <laughs> right. Oh, and then you do the, um, what is it? The, the, uh, is it vin- uh, not vinegar. Yeah. Oh, apple cider um, vinegar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, my morning routine is I, I usually try and fast a little bit, uh, depending on like my rest days. Cause I'm not obviously as physically as active. So I'll usually wake up in the morning. Um, I'll have a big glass of lemon, um, ice water with lemon. Um, the acidity is good for, um, just like basically, um, it confuses your cells or from what I've heard, it's like, um, lemon in your water. It's a lot of, uh, benefits to it that I'm sure you guys probably a little bit know more about. Um, but apple cider vinegar is huge for your gut bacteria and health, especially with your fasting. It kind of prevents you from craving food. It kind of like curbs your appetite. Um, it's good for your, um, inflammation. It's good for your, um, kind of clears like veins a little bit. Um, there's a, I mean, there's just a ton of, ton of research behind it. Um, and if you do get a brand, get Briggs, um, organic with the mother. Um, so it has a little sediment fermentation at the bottom that I think, um, is really what makes it effective. You can get the other brands that kind of look like apple juice, but, um, I wouldn't recommend that. So, um, ice water with lemon, apple cider vinegar, um, I dilute it with just water. It's kind of, you get used to it. Um, if you really, if it's really too bad for you, um, warm water, honey, a little uh, cinnamon, and maybe a little cayenne in there. That's kind of the ultimate cocktail. If you want to take the time to do that, I don't. Um, and then just black coffee. Um, and that has proven to be just like absolute diesel for the rest of my day. It keeps me, um, keeps my engine running pretty good. Um, sometimes I don't even I don't even realize I didn't eat just because there's so much, so much energy within that concoction that I've created or that I've followed. So, then how long are you fasting for? Do you, do you eat lunch or do you go all the way until dinner and do you throw a workout in before or after you eat? Um, so it depends on what I'm doing. Um, usually if I'm trying to cut, um, I will fast, um, usually probably until like one or two, 2 PM in the afternoon. Um, and I'll usually do some fasted cardio in the morning. Um, so I'll do, you know, obviously, um, anywhere between like hill sprints, um, I'll try and maybe, you know, get in some hockey. Um, if, if, you know, it's COVID's not happening, usually there's 11 AM skate 
I usually try and jump in at Richfield uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'll try and um, schedule around those two days. Um, and then so one or two p.m. is when I'll have my first meal and I'll try and keep my window of eating between one and six, ideally. doesn't always happen. Um, and then, as you know, um, I've done you know anywhere between one to three day fasts, which are incredibly different compared to just like the delay eating to one to two p.m., which um, the delayed fast for multiple days, it's been um, shown to prevent um, you know attacking free radicals. Uh, it, it, it really good for your gut bacteria. Um, almost uh, they say in some shape or form, it kind of resets your metabolism. Um, there, yeah, so there's a bunch of different reasons why I, and actually I find it gives me energy, um, the longer I fast, which is kind of, you know, it sounds like counter, counterintuitive, but, um, what I found is actually, I kind of hit a threshold kind of for those who run, um, when people run, they kind of say they get like a runner's high and they don't really feel like the, the, the exhaustion of it anymore. It's just kind of, it kind of feels good. Um, I kind of hit a point roughly around, day day and a half of a fast of where i feel like i could go a week um but obviously you know that's not sustainable you get that like clarity and you get your uh you start smelling better <laughs> yeah um i'd like to i'd like to think so um but i i think the biggest thing for me is um not by, and sorry by smelling better i mean you can smell like the smells yeah maybe. i don't know about you <laughs> the odor yeah no the odor things yeah i don't know about that but um there's um I think it's actually, I think it's, it's really fun. interesting because that's, uh, basically it's a little different for me, but I, I wake up, I don't eat anything. I'll have a hydration, uh, like water, uh, first thing in the morning. So I don't do lemon, but I do do like a hydration pack and then I'll make like a cup of tea. Uh, and that's all I'll have until like, uh, noon and then, at noon, well, actually, I don't. At noon, I'll I'll do like a thirty minute weights uh, workout, and then uh, I'll eat lunch, which is typically like chicken, broccoli, uh, rice, or some sort of like carb. Um, it's awesome. And then yeah, I don't eat again until dinner. Sometimes I do snack. And I have a bad sweet tooth. So those are my biggest downfalls. Well, your wife is a gourmet, I would argue, uh, dessert chef. chef? Yeah. yeah. She Thankfully, she has been cooking too much. Too, so <laughs> I've been able to keep off the pounds. But yeah, when she was cooking a lot there for a while, it was hard to say no. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sergey, I'm not sure if you got to see her. Um, her apple pie creation was – it belonged in the – it was it was amazing. This thing was a work of art. Um, I'm not sure if you want to speak a little about that, uh, cousin, but it was the best pie I think I've ever seen, um, in my life, actually. It's so funny. Cause like, uh, you know, there's always somebody better. <laughs> so she had found this person on Instagram. Um, if you Google like, uh, you know, pie crust Instagram, you'll see this one, uh, person, and she's just making the most amazing things you've ever seen. And so they actually took one of the ones she did and did their own take on it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it had like braided, uh, braided crust and like uh, different like little turkey cutouts and stuff. It's pretty good. It was for Thanksgiving. So it's awesome. Yeah. Love, I love pie, man. I miss, uh, miss the holidays. 
I mean, like, like with a family, like it sucks that everything's like isolated. I just have to kind of buy my own pies because I, I don't know how to make one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just got a mental image of you with like a pie alone, with like one light bulb on. <laughs> It's too much pie. I want like a piece. <laughs> it's, it's too much pie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the evil yeah, of social media. I, um, I was really cool. good. So uh, it seems like quite quite the regiment. What keeps you like on board for that regiment? Like why why do you why do you do it? What motivates you for it? Um, well, you know, coming from our family, we're very, a highly competitive group of people. Um, I think my why is, um, I find that I just think constantly improving as an individual has always just kind of been a huge thing for me. Um, I don't know what it is in particular, maybe, um, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm chasing necessarily, but I think constant self-improvement, I took one of those personality tests and it was, um, it kind of came back again, our constant self-improvement, constant self-improvement. And I kind of find like, what what else is the real reason you're here, right? Like, why don't you want to be the ultimate version of yourself on this planet? Like, what's the real purpose of anything else? And um, I've told Sergey this, and I think I've told you this before, but I think the other key thing is for me is not only constant self-improvement, because um, if you're the best version of yourself, then you can be the best, you can give the best of yourself to others. And I think the biggest thing for me and the whole reason I even find existing worthwhile is interpersonal relationships. Um, that to me, there's no greater high, there's no greater um, ROI for me. I think it's a, it's a great mutual benefit um, for both parties. And honestly, like you talked about the song and dance that we get into with our routines or work or grocery store, you know, visit and stuff like that. Um, and you want to kind of find something different and connect with people. Um, by self-improving myself, I find that I can be most effective and efficient in those areas and give my most uh, and my best version of myself to others. Therefore, um, hopefully, potentially inspiring and, you know, people will then contribute to that and influence others to do the same. And I think if we're all kind of doing that together in a mutual way, um, you know, I don't see that being a bad, I don't see really any too many bad outcomes coming from that. Um you know, maybe there's, you know, too much competition at one point, but then I think there's, there's healthy competition. Um, but I don't think really that's, that's, I think that's really my why it's just to kind of give the best version of myself. And I think also, if I'm being honest, I didn't make the greatest decisions, um, in my earliest of years. So maybe there's a little bit of uh, fire underneath me for playing catch up. Um, but, uh, I think that's, that's the biggest reason of why I do it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think the the why of things is so interesting, like, because I know I don't stop and think about a lot of the stuff, um, you know, that that you do. But what's the uh, the um, who's was his name? Um, I'm blanking on Simon Sinek. That's the guy. Start with why. Um, start with why. Start with why. Yeah, and then and it's the what and then the how. Um, yeah, it's so important, right? Cause it's otherwise you're just like doing something and you have no, no reason, no purpose for it because it kind of comes mm-hmm. full circle <laughs> the whole conversation. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause I think, you know, Mike, you touched on self-improvement and I, I, I think that has to be one aspect of the tomorrow people is, uh, I think, 
you know, we should try to be improving ourselves in some way. Um, sometimes it's hard to, to know where you need improvement. You know, you have strategically placed blind spots, <laughs> right? Like everybody does. Yeah. Um, uh, and sometimes it takes a outside force to be like, Hey, you know, there's, there's this whole area that, you know, could, you could work on, which is tough to hear, but I think ultimately good. Um, and kind of like your fitness thing, I remember like I had my, my routine, but I went to, uh, like a local gym called lifetime. And, um, he gave you like a free, uh, session when you join. So I did it and, you know, this guy's like trainer, it's his life, everything else. And I'm like, yeah, here's my routine. Like, and I don't know, it was, he poked some holes in it, gave me some like improvements, asked me why I was doing you know, certain workouts. And I was like, oh, just, it's the ones I've always done. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it, it can be, can be quite helpful. So. Yeah. Finding those like unknown unknowns, right. That's a, mm-hmm. that's what's so tricky. Right. Cause I, I mean, at least if you can have someone to point them out to you, it's, it's super helpful, but I, I think there's an openness too to like accepting that you have, have that you can have those unknown unknowns in the first place. Um, which is really key because otherwise you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean like the thing is like we all have those, but whether or not people like, accept the fact that they have those is, is another story, right? There's a humility, I think in that. Um, maybe, right? maybe that's something we could incorporate too. Like uh, a personal, like Mikey, you were saying, you know, uh, everyone says they're going to do a marathon or something, right? Like uh, saying like, this is what I'm going to work on for the person. Yeah. This is what I'm going to improve over the next three months and how and why, or, here's everything. What does the group think I could work on? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think those goals are great to have um, as far as like a North star, like you were saying um, something I've been very comfortable with and learning through is that, you know, that goal can change along the way and that's, and that's completely okay. And I think the cool part of with, you know, I think it's good to have a, um, you know, a good barometer of where, where the tomorrow people want to go and have some, some clear direction and kind of how you like to sim at things out from a 10 step, process and work your way back um but i think there's something really beautiful about kind of getting from point a to point b and realizing that c may not be the next you know most beneficial option for you and that you may go d f or z even and just checking out new new routes new ways of getting there and i think that's the other beautiful thing about tomorrow people is that we we have all taken different routes in our lives and we will be able to share um, our experiences through those different routes and those routines and those um and I think those things are the, the most beneficial thing to me and the tomorrow people is hearing all those different perspectives. And if we do have some kind of mutual goal, um, I think even also sharing and how we got there in different in different ways and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Sounds great. Yeah, I think the um, something I talked to Jeff a little bit about too is like uh, uh, some kind of physical, definitely like like physical challenge. Um, I think the thing he shared to me was like, these is a group of people and I don't, I don't think we're nearly ready for this, but a group of people did like marathon every day for, I don't know if it was a week or like 10 oh, days. I heard about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they like, they like shot it and, and or like they made a film out of it and uh, you know, for 30 it, days, I think. Was it 30 days? It, it was some ridiculous 
feat of human accomplishment, right? Because like I think I heard somewhere that if you do a marathon, you're not supposed to do like if you're not super experienced, you're not supposed to do another one for several months or something. Um, cause your body just is that beat and needs to recover and like, you know, your bones and like ligaments and everything is just, are just shot. Um, and you're dehydrated, but you know, I guess these guys trained super hard and, and we're just going for it. But, but really, uh, I heard one was like, they'd done like one or two marathons before in their life. They weren't super experienced and they just kind of signed on. That one was like a comedian or something. That just sounds like a disaster. <laughs> they did it. That was the crazy part. Wow. Yeah. And it kind of showed that there's like the four minute mile or scientists didn't think women could run because their ovaries would fall out. (laughs) (laughs) There's just silly, um, silly uh, things we, we tell ourselves we can't and shouldn't do. Well, I mean, just today, right? Like the Wim Hof thing he shared was, uh, you know, like, like he's, he's someone who's kind of pushes those limits or um, I don't know if you guys know who David Blaine is the magician. Mm-hmm. Yep, eating glass. Yeah, he does all these crazy physical feats. Um, so like, how do you eat the glass? He's like, oh well, it's, it's glass, and I just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, um, I just chew it up really well, and then I swallow it. <laughs> I feel like I'm setting the bar really high for myself because I was thinking maybe like a camping trip or something first. <laughs> but, <laughs> or, but I mean, you know, something with like like a like, like hey, we're gonna hike X amount, you know, or, or go from X point to some other point. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I think I think that that element of challenge and uncertainty and not knowing whether or not you can do it is is I, don't know, I think it's the spice of life, um, especially especially like in a physical sense. And kind of going back to like the whole sports thing, it's like you don't you don't know like any any given game, you don't really know who's going to win, who's going to come out on top. Um, yeah, I think there's something something fun about that uncertainty. Yeah, I, li- I like that. I mean. You could say this is our, the goal at the end of the three months and every week we're going to do this. You know, maybe you do it together, maybe you do it solo, but at least having some like physical thing you're working towards together and then maybe some sort of self-improvement thing you're working on as well. Yeah, I would be a hundred percent game to line something up like that. That'd be fun. Um, one thing I'm currently doing is I got a Renfo scale, which measures, oh, I guess as best as you can, because you know we found better ways to do it, but it measures your body fat percentage, your body mass index, um, kind of where you are weight wise, how much you know bone mat or bone skeletal structure, how much bone, uh, muscle mass you have within your body, and um, I do it every morning before I have a meal or before I drink anything, um, and it, it, they actually say it's best to do it after you. Um, take your first poop, um, but uh, to get like accurate measurements of where you're at. Um, but that is something I'm doing every day to kind of like keep that routine um, structure to kind of keep that consistent for myself. Um, so that's something that I think it's really cool to kind of, from a number standpoint, if there's any type A, like analytical people who want to follow it from that perspective, that has um, also helped me and motivate me in my physical goals and pursuits. So something to think about. for sure I mean, yeah like the i guess like tracking right is is such a big part of uh making sure prog- like you're making progress and uh, uh kind of moving forward right 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 big advocate for that um yeah there's something to um i think uh one of the things was 
David told me was uh, the, the quote was just ship it. I forget. I think you heard it from somewhere else, but um, yeah, setting those goals that you can achieve, right? So they're not just these big open ended things. It's like, okay, we we did this goal at the end of this time frame. Did we hit it? Did we not? What do we learn? Rather than just saying like, oh, you know, it's kind of just let this thing run. I mean, even even for this podcast or whatever, it's like let's let's hit these certain kind of milestones and then just kind of keep upping the ante. Um, True. Yeah. Right. Speaking of milestones, we just hit an hour. So thanks for listening for the last hour. Um, I'm not sure how long this will go on, but that's typically the the range of our podcast. So anything else after this is just uh, kind of, you know, yeah, all over the place. Thank just you for how, uh, how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on the show, Mikey. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Um, my uh, workout partner actually just got here about 10 minutes ago. Um, and so I'm in the middle of processing this pre-workout, so I'm gonna have to run. But um, would love to, uh, you know, be on this next week or hopefully be a regular person on this. This is a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I can't tell you, like, even you know, this conversation just kind of recap it all. Um, even through just talking about um, my processes and, and my routines, I, I don't think I've ever s- sat and really taken the time to kind of process what I've been doing and. Um, hearing it kind of from your guys' mouth, stuff like that has kind of almost reinforced that even further for me and, and it's helped me. Um, it's probably going to motivate me going into this lift I'm about to go into right now. So um, thank you so much for having me. This has been great and very helpful for myself. And hopefully it's been uh, beneficial for you and you and the listeners. I'm going to say that as well. Like I didn't work out today. I was going to take the day off because I just I slept terribly. But this conversation's got me a little jazzed and I think I might do a workout later so anyway have a good have a good workout and it's it's been great i love it i love it sergey cousin love you both um i'm excited to hopefully next week and um i'll see you guys later this week for a tomorrow pool meeting sounds good man enjoy the workout all right see you guys